Welcome to the Alive Lauren podcast and the place of celebrating juicy, soulful, whole, awakened, aware, living, being, presence, oh, here and now. Oh goodness, buses are really, really loud. I am so loving chapter, oh my God, I think, I think it's chapter five of Untethered Soul, and it's all around this infinite energy, which I may have touched on recently, this energy that's beyond age, that defies sleep and food, and it is, oh, so true, like, you just, oh, I may have shared it already, just like the simple, simple story of, like, you know, a young person that has a breakup, and then is so devastated that they just like at home, just sleeping the whole time. Say so this guy, right? And he was mad about this girl and now he can't even get out of bed and he's hardly showering or eating or doing anything. And then one day he gets a call and he see, and it's her number. He almost like doesn't answer and he answers and she's like, Oh my God. Ah, can you ever forgive me? I've made such a big mistake. Like, you literally are the best thing that's ever happened in my life. I just was thinking about us and our relationship and you. I can't believe I asked you to end it. Now, <laughs> how's his energy <laughs> going to be in those moments? Like, all of a sudden, there's going to be, like, infinite energy to get up and get showered and meet up. And, oh, yeah, so it's... Wow, so the whole theme is really starting to observe and look at what opens and closes us. So this energy is like when we're open, then when you feel inspired and enthusiastic and like energized, it's when we're open. And actually that when we close to the flow of life and energy, that's what closes us and then when we feel tired or lethargic or depressed and to become aware just actually start to become aware of when we're opening and closing and what is phenomenal is oh my god just to actually own how much of it is in our our power so if you think about if somebody like you're with somebody and Oh, the, the example Mickey gives is like, say somebody um, says to somebody like they're in a relationship, they really love them, and they're like, oh, I love you so much, you mean so much to me, this is like the most incredible relationship of my life, I love you, and then imagine the person replies back, yeah, love you, <laughs> how open, how open is the person feeling it was very expressive and there's always this, this expectancy of like if if anyone that we're engaging with or interacting with is behaving in a way that matches what we feel is right or appropriate or what we want then we're open oh my god all right so also somebody close to me who has a certain idea of how things should be and then when there's an interaction so I'm just going to make up names right so Jane will go to Julie's birthday and take a present and then will tell me later that 
oh, you know, I went to Jane's birthday, I went to Julie's birthday, and I took a present, and do you know that she didn't thank me? And do you know that it's been three weeks, and she has not phoned to say thank you? And can you believe how, like, it's like into the story and the drama, and then, well, say there's another person who sent out, like, personalized thank yous, and the same person will be like, you know, and I went to so-and-so's birthday, and she's just so amazing. She sent out a personalized, handwritten thank you note. So now, <laughs> who's deciding? So the person who went to the two parties is a lot more open and loving and everything towards the person that sent the handwritten note than the person who didn't contact them to say thank you for three weeks, and maybe never did. But it's like, it's exactly writing that script and that coding of when to open and when to close. And the insane thing is that we, <laughs> we are the ones doing it. And it's like, it's so much better to feel open and enthusiastic and alive and vital than it is to feel shut down and angry and lethargic. Which one feels better? And so it's like, even if, even if there's a case where somebody, like, it's like, why not play the game of benefit of the doubt with the most positive reason? Like, say the person who never thanked, right? That maybe they just, maybe they sent a thank you, and as they're about to send it on their phone, they got distracted, and it never actually sent, okay? Or maybe something happened, crazy happened in their lives. Maybe they were in a devastating car accident, and they've been in ICU in hospital, Okay, now, even if, even if they deliberately didn't contact or phone and actually maliciously went out of their way to not say thank you, the point is, it's better even to buy into the best lie, the best benefit of the doubt story, because everybody wins. Because the person who's thinking it is actually feeling great about that person, about life, it's like, even if worst case scenario is true, <laughs> no one really wins. There's time enough. If worst case scenario comes out as true to deal with the situation then, but to actually buy into it all the time before, why? Ah, oh. and then along the lines with, um, so it's a Marianne Williamson quote that just was so vivid for me about how you know, God, instead of this job or this relationship, what I really, what I really would like is a feeling of inner peace, experience of love, and that I actually, I don't know what is going to give this to me. And so I leave the outcome of the situation in your hands and trust your will be done. And it came up for me around another, so like a couple I know who are moving like cities and they really had their hearts set on a particular school. And initially, it really wasn't going too well in terms of getting into that school. And it's been like a real sort of like point of almost like, that's really what I feel is best. And unless that happens, like creating like a lot of stress and anxiety and all of that. And it was so interesting because when I, I recently had a conversation and then the sharing was, oh, and good news, we got into the school we wanted. And I couldn't help but just remember the story of the farmer, the widowed farmer, where who's to say it's good news? It's just is. 
it's good news because in their mind, they believe that this will be the place that will be the most loving and the most conducive to their son's growth. And what if it's not? What if actually the, the son has a terrible experience there? What if the kids, like the teacher, just isn't a good fit for him? What if all the reasons that they want it don't actually? It's like, it's not what's happening. It's kind of this attachment to the idea. It's like of why you think you want it. And it comes back to me as well. It's not just to be aware, just to be aware of when we're so invested in an outcome. Because why? Because we're thinking that that outcome is going to give us Obviously, we want the best of the people in our lives and we want them to feel stimulated and engaged and be healthy and safe and alive. And nobody wants for the people in their lives to be like, go through horrific stuff. So it's like, it all comes out of a place of, of love and care. But just to be mindful of it, that we really have no idea of what is the best. Like really for us, it's about pitching up to do the best. And I know I'm mixing a whole bunch of things. I want to also share again about the change of flight. And in Mickey's book, The Surrender Experiment, when he's talking about his life, and he talks about a point where when he's on trial um, by the American government for like massive fraud, and it's almost like this point at which he almost like was observing himself and feeling like, oh gosh, here's this poor guy who's this, like in this situation which is so like out of his control. So let me just see what I can do to pitch in to help the situation. And that's it. It's kind of like we really are clueless wonders. Because if you think about this expanse of, so this is also referencing Mickey. If you think about the expanse of time of just even this planet alone in one lifetime, it's so teeny weeny. And never mind one lifetime being so teeny weeny. Never mind the whole of existence, just like with this planet, this solar system. Then you look at what each of us experience in a lifetime. There is so much going on in this planet in every single second. And what do we know? We only know what we are experiencing directly in front of us. Not even to our right or to our left or behind us. So we really have got no clue. We are clueless wonders to think we have the audacity to understand or think or fathom which is the best outcome. So just to be mindful of this and catch ourselves and notice it in loving, compassionate tenderness. And the element as well that I've shared before is this one where when I was teaching in China, not in China, Chinese students, English, and one of them shared the story where there had been this crash in China, a plane crash. And like one of the stories that came out was that there was a woman whose husband was working in a different city and she'd booked a flight to go spend a weekend with him and she wanted to surprise him and get on an earlier flight. Now imagine when she's getting on the airline, so she really wants this earlier flight and imagine she got booked on a flight that went down but everybody died on it. But she didn't know, all she knew was it was an earlier flight. So there she is, so ecstatic. Yay, I got what I wanted. I got my earlier flight. But it's not really the earlier flight that she wanted. She just wanted to be able to see her husband early and have a few more days with him. If she knew that the vehicle she'd chosen was not going to give her the end that she wanted. So this is also when I said about my friend with the school, that school is the vehicle to an end that they want. But just to be mindful of this attachment that we have. So... 
capricious heart. And this, for me, really delicious note and well-needed reminder, oh my God, and contemplation on regularly. May we be mindful of our attachment to the means, to the ends, and more get to the heart and the core of the ends, which ultimately is just this experience I really believe, like really, like contemplate it. What is it for you? For me, it really is just this feeling of presence, joy, satiation, gratitude, love, enthusiasm. That's ultimately. And that I have no idea I get attached to these means to that end, but ultimately I have no idea. And the best that I can do is to show up in the moment with a fullness of heart and spirit and presence to do the best I can to serve the moment in front of me to the best of my ability as the clueless wonder that I am. <laughs> so happy adventuring, precious heart. Mwah! Until we meet again.